0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And hello, everybody, as we are now one week away, 2020 NFL draft in Cleveland, Ohio. For all you hometown folks, Locked On Browns with your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show itself at Locked On Browns. Follow-back account. DMs are always open. Questions, ideas, thoughts. You guys know you can always hit me up there or on my personal account, whether it is iTunes, Spotify, and of course the brand new Odyssey app. Make sure you are following Locked On Browns, leaving those five-star ratings and written reviews. Today's episode of Locked On Browns is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Check it out and make sure you tell them the fine folks at Locked On sent you. Joining me today from Browns Wire, Lions Wire, real GM, Mr. Jeff Risden. Jeff, seven days to go. How are you holding up? Are you keeping hydrated? Are you eating enough? But the finish line is in sight, my friend.
0: Oh, I am ready. Um, I am so excited. Uh, I haven't been. Ba- I I'm from Cleveland. I don't live there anymore. I can't wait to get back. I'm going back. Uh, gonna spend the week with my parents, uh, hanging out and, and experiencing you know, all the draft festivities and heading downtown and doing all kinds of stuff. I can't wait for it, man. I'm ready, I'm ready. Yes,
1: that Jeff is fired up and ready to go. Um, you know it should be seen though. Um, and you know for everybody, you know it, it, just enjoy it. Um, you know sadly it's obviously not going to be you know as big as the city was hoping but it does not mean that it still will not be a good time. With the draft coming, Jeff, obviously, you know, the Browns still have some needs that they need to address. Uh, You know, I guess we'll start here, folks. We're going to do a little talk on the defensive side of the ball as far as prospects, offensive side of the ball, and then third segment, I got some questions here for Jeff, just uh, draft overall and Browns overall, so we'll get to all that today here. Jeff, the defensive side of the ball, a minor hole, and, of course, this is what always happens, Jeff. If you go out and you make a mea culpa, trying to say, Sheldon Richardson should be here, and this is why, da-da-da-da. And then 17 hours, <laughs> the Browns, 17 hours la- later, the Browns say, okay, Jeff, we read your tweet, and yeah, Sheldon Richardson, uh, sadly, you're out of here, at least for now. We'll see how that plays out. Um, so maybe opens up another hole on the defensive side of the ball. Still some holes to be plugged, Jeff. Um, maybe a move comes for a veteran corner here in the next seven days or maybe even a little bit after the draft, but still some holes to be filled on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah, definitely, and and creating one where Richardson was, uh, with the timing that they did, leads everybody to speculate. Okay, well, they must like the defensive lineman in this draft at some point, whether it's Christian Barmore in the first or a guy like Milton Williams later on or uh, uh, Levi Onruzuike from Washington. You know, th- there's it's not a great class. You're going to hear that from everywhere, and you will hear that from me too. But it, it's not without players with some ability. Uh, a guy like Bobby Brown out of Texas A&M is another that guy that can fill that role. Um, but they're not Sheldon Richardson. So that that that's a very interesting timing with the move. I do appreciate that Stefanski said that he'd like to have Richardson back. They welcome him back if he wants to come back. That's a good thing. Um, I support that. I hope that they can reach that out because uh, they're they're better with Sheldon Richardson on this football team than they are without him. But, yeah, it's not the only need. They do still need another cornerback. Uh, unless you're completely sold that Greedy Williams is going to start for 16 games, uh, they need an outside corner. Uh, I would love to say that I believe that, but I don't yet. I need to see it first. So that that's certainly a need. You know, signing Clowney and adding him with Tack McKinley, um, it, it fills that hole, the Olivier Vernon hole, for 2021. But they still need a long-term solution at that position, starting opposite Miles Garrett. That's, that's got to be a right position for a first or second-round pick. Uh, and there's any number of candidates in both of those places to get somebody like that, too. So th- that's where I'm looking. Obviously, you look at the linebacking core. They signed Anthony Walker. He's going to play a lot, folks. He's, he's better than advertised. He played in the shadow of Darius Leonard in, in Indianapolis. And while Leonard's greatness, um, and he's great, um, certainly helped Walker achieve, Walker's not without some ability on his own. I, I think mm-hmm. he's at least as good as B.J. Goodson was last year. Goodson was the team's leading tagler and was pretty darn good in coverage down the stretch as well. So it's not this massive need. Um, would I like to see them get another athlete in there um, to either push Mac Wilson or push Mac Wilson off the roster? Heck yes, I'd like <laughs> to see that. Um, either way, um. I, I I root for Mac. I hope that he makes it, but he's got to be better. And if you can get somebody that's better than him in there, you got to do it because uh, that that depth of, of a nickel linebacker, which is essentially a starter uh, in this defense, but being a guy who could be the number three linebacker in passing situations, or if, some, if a guy like Malcolm Smith gets hurt or something like that can come in and be good in coverage, I, I think that's still a hole in the defense too.
1: Um, And I I thought it was a great tweet yesterday from number 51. Um, So for everybody who bought my jersey, there's no way I'm going to consider changing my jersey number. I I want to keep it real with all the fans. And I was just like, you got to love, you got to love it. And you almost wonder at this point, if everything's kind of done a little bit tongue in cheek uh, with number 51, but obviously somebody who's certainly um, in a roster bubble position, so to speak. But Jeff, you mentioned outside corner. um, And of course, you know, defensive line. Uh, You know, whether it's 26, whether it's 59, 89, 91, um, these are going to be the prime selections. And for a second year in a row, the Browns will have four selections within this top 100. Uh, Name or two here outside corner that you really like to fit. Uh, Obviously, edge. um, You mentioned some defensive tackles here. But, you know, look, you can never have enough pass rush and you can never have enough corners.
0: No, you can't. Um, I'm a big Greg Newsome fan. Uh, The injuries do absolutely concern me. Yes. Uh, the fact that he missed at least three games in each of his three seasons at Northwestern. Yes. That scares me a little bit. The Denzel Ward he, plan. Yeah, exactly. But he's, and he's, he's as good in coverage as Denzel is. Uh, I, I don't think he's as good at playing the ball as Denzel uh, Denzel's ball skills are what makes him so special, but Newsom's a really good. He, he, if he can stay on the field, he's going to be a very good starting outside corner uh, the the, He's probably the only guy that I would look at in the first round. I don't think Jace Horn or Patrick Sertan are going to be there. Caleb Farley, his his anybody who has two back surgeries by the time they're twenty one years old, that scares the yes. crap out of me, and I I can't do it. Um, I know he's a talented player, and I know that he has a chance to fully recover from it. I personally can't stomach that risk. If you if if other people can, if if listeners, if you can, I'm not going to fault you for that, but I can't so that's but it gives you three question marks
1: at your at your top outside cornerback cuz look Denzel as much as everybody loves him you know there's always some time missed greedy williams we're not going to know a lick until he actually puts pads on and puts you know a body on somebody and then you bring in Farley now your top three outside corners all carry some injury risk
0: yeah absolutely so and uh, you look a little bit later a guy like Asante Samuel th- th- Jr is really good out of Florida State uh Malifonwu from from Syracuse um, I am a little scared that uh, the legacy of his brother, who was a colossal flop, um, coming out as a superior athlete. Uh, yeah, Actually, that does back scare in the league.
1: He's with the Niners right now. Is he really? Good for him. Yes, um, he is. I got to talk with uh, too, and that's where I picked up that nugget. I uh, didn't even see it.
0: His brother was one of the most sincerely nice people I've ever interviewed, but dude just didn't have a lot of interest in playing football. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm a little concerned by that, but yeah, um, he's a good one. Um, If you're looking outside, a a guy like in the third round, maybe a guy like Paulson Adebo from Stanford who took last year off. Um, Mm -hmm. He's an intriguing one. Uh, The guys from Georgia, I like Eric Stokes more than I like Tyson Campbell. Yes. Um, If you're going, going a little bit deeper than that uh another guy who, who has injury issues but looked really really good in mobile and looked healthy uh benjamin benjamin st juice from minnesota a former michigan player uh canadian citizen uh he's got a lot of high-end potential too if you're if you're looking a little bit deeper than that so it's it's a good year to need corners and and specifically like there's a lot of like later corners mm-hmm. um the 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 you know uh if you want to, if you want a playmaker, you can get a guy like Kerry Vincent, uh, for, from from LSU. He he's much more of a slot guy and a gambler. Riverboat gambler, uh, a guy like Brian Mills out of North Carolina Central is a guy who has some really strong tape. Um, he's a weird size though. He's like six foot one and a half and about one hundred and seventy five pounds. The Devonte Smithfield. Um, yeah, exactly. And and his game is more suited to play in the slot, but he he's the size of an outside guy, so I don't I don't know what to do with him. Um. There, there's some really interesting guys. I know. I know there's a lot of fans of Robert Rochelle from Central Arkansas. I have not seen enough of him to have a good opinion on it, but I know that he's a guy that's you know fourth, fifth round that, that has a lot of love out there too. Yes, um,
1: and I think the thing that I like most about this cornerback class is there's a lot of diversity as far as. You know what they can do on the field, and as far as size, I mean, you have some good size cornerbacks in this class, and you know the wide receiver group and position in the NFL just continues to grow. I keep harping on, you know, if you can get one of these six foot one, six foot two cornerbacks, you know, Chase Claypool's a nightmare. That's not going away anytime soon for the Browns. So certainly something to look at um, as far as being able to maybe match up a little bit better with size of that nature. We're going to get to the offensive side of the ball here. Continuing along with Jeff Ridders along for the ride on your latest Locked on Browns. For mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than ch- uh, changing prices based on what the market will bear, similar to what the airlines do. Rockauto.com, again, is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account log in. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Now, folks, make sure you were checking out Trevor Sakema and, of course, Benjamin Solak, uh, all the work they're doing, uh, Lockdown NFL Draft. The boys are busy seven days away. Get everything you need over there from the guys. Now, Jeff, offensive side of the ball here, and, you know, we did this last year. We, everybody, oh, it doesn't seem like they're going to go much on the offensive side of the ball. They don't really need much on that side. And then, of course, you had a tight end drafted. You had a wide receiver drafted. You have an offensive tackle drafted. Uh, They did more damage on that side than I think people most thought. So again, we have no—you know—it's really difficult. (laughs) And look, to to be honest, this this front office is a lot. And when we say a lot smarter, it's not just football smarter. They're just a lot smarter in general. So they're probably great at you know obviously keeping their holds car you know hold cards quiet. Um, But you look wide receiver, you're in a position where you have a boatload of money invested into this room, and there could be the possibility you could be going into 2022, minus one, minus two, minus three, minus even four of the current wide receivers on this roster. And the one thing I think we can tell with this organization and the way the structure is, is they want to be on things a year early as opposed to a year later.
0: Oh, Jeff, I'm so glad you said it that way, because for so many years, we in, in Cleveland have been accustomed to filling immediate needs Automatically with the draft picks, you, you don't get the the benefit. Jeff, we of were trying to
1: find starters on Labor Day weekend, for God's sakes.
0: Yes, exactly. Now we're in a position where we're looking for a future look. Like like you don't have to use a first round pick this year on a guy who sees the field this year. You can take a you can take a guy that that might be your fourth wide receiver. That might be your you know rotational defensive tackle. That might be your number three edge. They're in that position to look at, at a guy who might not be there right away, but offers you long-term potential and, and bang for your buck. And that that's where wide receiver comes in. That's why it has to be considered. If, if a guy like Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota falls to them at 26, th- they'd be crazy to not strongly consider taking him. That guy is a future NFL starter. He can be an alpha dog. I, I, I love his game. If you can get a guy like that, you you, wor- you worry about having too much talent in the room later. Um, that'll sort itself out. I'm, I'm hey, not worried about that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I'd much rather have that problem than, than worrying about, you know, who's going to start over between uh, Corey Coleman and Kenny Britt to go back to a summer past <clears throat> a nightmare. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, thank God those days are gone. Uh, yeah. That, that's it. That's a good problem to have. and And it offers you some flexibility because like you said, There is uncertainty with Juice and with OBJ after 2021. They're both going to be here in 2021. I don't buy any of the crap that's out there about either one of them being gone this year. But after this year, all bets are off. And if you can have a guy that's already in place, already knows the system, already has some chemistry with Baker, you'd be stupid not to get a guy like that. And this is a great wide receiving class. You need an outside guy, you can get one in the first round, you can get one in the second round. You need a slot guy. You can get them all over the place, Jeff. This place is crawling with slot receivers this year, who are yes. going to be impact players in the NFL. You can get one in every round. In fact, I wrote one a uh, wide receiver for every round for Browns Wire, and I had I had a really hard time picking guys, even in the, like the third and fourth round, because there's so I may many have good ones. That
1: idea for segment the other day. I'm just letting you know.
0: But go ahead. <laughs> it's all good. It's not proprietary, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, though, also on the offense, and this is, I mean, like, if this was a seven-on-seven seven league, this draft would be perfect. I mean, there's defensive backs everywhere. There's wide receivers everywhere. It would be perfect if you were going that route, but obviously 11-on-11. 11 11. Now, on the uh, it's keeping with the offensive side of the ball here, again, now, I mean, look, running back, and this is one I try to talk about, and people, like, think like you're nuts. But, again, this is, you know, being proactive as opposed to being in years past where, you know, what can we find? We're playing tomorrow. Can I get a left guard? Um, you, you'll have the oh, Nick God. Chubb, the question of the contract. If you find a way where it works out with Nick Chubb, maybe you're not comfortable in 2022 paying the number you're going to pay for Nick and then paying $7 million to Kareem Hunt. It's an interesting class. I, I don't think it's a great class. And I'll be honest. I don't think there's a first round running back in this class this year for me, Harris and ETN, the fact that they both played four years, that's not something I'm normally going to give a positive for. Draft-wise, you know, with running back, I'd like you to get here as soon as possible to the league. But there are some interesting names, and I, I wonder, and especially with the fact that they, you know, they hold nine picks, and of course we all don't think they're going to probably make nine. I wonder if running back could be in the equation.
0: Yeah, and you also have to look, you know, it, it, how how entrenched is Dearness Johnson as the number three? And they don't really have a number four that that, that isn't, you know, if if they can get a guy who also offers return ability or special teams ability, remember this team gutted special teams this off season, Tavier Thomas, Tay Davis, those guys are gone. Um, They do need to be replaced. Um, And if you can get a running back who can be your return man or be a gunner on your punt team or, or contribute, you know, 225 snaps on special teams, there's a need for that on this roster. That's not a first-round pick. Um, you're, you're certainly not taking Eddie Ann or, or Harris or, or a guy like Javante Williams for that. But later on in the draft, you know, fourth round, fifth round, a guy like Trey Sermon can do those things. guy like Ramondre Stevenson out of Oklahoma can do those things. Uh, maybe a guy like Kylan Hill out of Mississippi State, um, who I think is a pretty darn good runner um, and, and has some ability there. A guy I really, really like later – Um, in fact, he's my number five rated running back in this class is Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana, part of a thunder and lightning combination for the raging Cajuns. He is so good at the same sort of things that Kareem hunt does. So to your point, let's say that they have to pay Nick. Um, and they, if, if they choose to do that and then they realize they can't afford Kareem, you're getting a guy that can do a lot of the same things as Kareem does. And he's also good in the passing game and a guy like Elijah Mitchell, and he's generally projected as like a. If they a sixth rounder, um, I like mm-hmm. him significantly more than that. So if they can land a guy like that on day three, um, please, please do it, Andrew Barry.
1: It, it, you know, I mean, it, it, it's just even still, though, I mean, just find a way to enhance the skill because when you lost Nick and for the time they did, and, you know, Ernest had that nice showing against the Cowboys. That probably said a lot more about the Alice yes. Cowboys. Dallas' defense is
0: wrecked. They're terrible.
1: Yes, yes, they are. So that probably said a lot more about, the Cowboys, and it certainly did about Dearness Johnson. But again, you don't want to get yourself in a position where somebody's out for three, four weeks, and a part of your offense is just going to completely stall like the running game did. Anything else here besides wide receiver running back? I mean, you're, you're getting Drew Forbes back, and of course we don't truly know what this organization feels about Drew Forbes. He was not their property. You know, obviously they they he was basically the uh, stepson that they married into, so we're not really sure how high they are. Um, you have – a center and a left guard still great players making more money than you ideally maybe want. At this point, you have a right tackle and Jack Conklin. There's a possibility that he could be a player that's here and not, not here in 2022. Uh, is there an offensive lineman you're looking at? I They are deep on the roster already and a bunch of guys that they already like, but is that going to stop them for maybe bringing one more name into the mix?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with them taking one late Um, a developmental guy who can play, he could be your number three tackle, your swing tackle. I mean, we love Chris Hubbard. We love we love the renaissance of Chris Hubbard going from beleaguered starter to beloved backup. Uh, but can you really count on that after the injury that he has? Kendall Lamb is gone. You know, I, I'd like to see them get a, a possible swing tackle. Um, and there's some guys out there. Uh, if you're looking a little later in the draft, uh, Brendan Heimace from Nebraska is a perfect fit because this guy can play guard. He can play center. He can play tackle. If you ask him to, he, he, and he's a guy who's going to be happy being the number six lineman on your team. And he's that's like a fourth or a fifth round guy. So he's a guy I like a guy that, that that's very close to me here in, in West Michigan from Western Michigan, Jalen Moore, another guy, positional versatility. He can play either tackle spot. He can play left guard. Um, he has practiced at center before uh, he, he's not a guy that you want to have see the field in, in 2021, you know, if you if you want to get a guy in the pipeline and see if he can develop, see if he can push Nick Harris as that top interior reserve, or take over that 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 you know outside you know backup swing tackle role. Um, you get a guy like that again, the fifth or sixth round. That that's the right spot to take one in this draft.
1: Yeah. So and look, if you're going to have an elite offensive line, and I think with a player like uh, with a coach like Bill Callahan. One of the things you want to do is keep adding to that room. And, of course, you don't have a, a coach like Bill Callahan here you know. just to coach what you have. And you're going to want to give him a project or two. Maybe Alex Taylor could be that guy. We don't know. But you're getting more than a guy who's just going to scheme coach. You're going to get a guy who's also going to coach, develop, and take raw talent and turn it into NFL talent. We're going to get some questions here on the draft in general, the Browns in general, with Jeff as we keep going on here on the latest Locked on Browns. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, college basketball may be over, but the NBA, the NHL, MLB, and NFL draft prop bets are all in swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television. Real time, updated odds and props in almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code, all caps, no space, locked on. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Also, please make sure you are checking out the Locked On NFL mock draft. Five picks per day. We are doing it through Odyssey. Uh, we are joined by Michael Irvin, Jason La Canfora, um, uh Brian Baldinger. I really wish I knew these guys were going to be involved because I do not want to hear them shred my pick when it comes up. But that'll be up uh, for the Browns later this week. But uh, first three <laughs> episodes, actually four episodes are up now. So be sure to check that out, everybody. Um, it's gotten great reviews to this point, And we're all very, very proud of it as you know, we launch here now with o- o- Odyssey. Um, just, just a fun experience, and it's just great to see where the network is going. Jeff, what are the realistic before the draft here? But obviously, what are the realistic expectations for this franchise in twenty twenty one?
0: I think they should expect to at least get as far as they did last year. Um, they might have been a little ahead of schedule last year, and I think Pittsburgh's you know self implosion uh, in the playoffs it might it might make us a little chestier than we than maybe we should be. But uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I I think this team. You know, I saw the over under win total was set at ten, in seventeen games. I I don't see this team winning less than eleven. So I, I I mean I I think they're they're going to challenge the Ravens for the AFC North title. I think they've left Pittsburgh comfortably behind in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. And Cincinnati ain't there yet. So th- this is a playoff team. Absolutely, they should they should absolutely expect to win their first round game. If they can get a home playoff game in, in Cleveland, and, and they certainly have that ability, uh, who knows what can happen? They they will have the ability to beat any team they play in any venue. Will they? Who knows? But they, this is a this is a top ten, um, possibly top five football team in the twenty twenty one.
1: I, I I I can't believe it. I'm sitting here hearing these words coming out of your mouth, and I'm like. Like, I want to say, oh, my God, you're like, Jeff's hit the bottom. But this is facts, this is folks. <laughs> it this is. is where, this is where we are at now. And, look, love every stinking minute of it. And it's great that we're sitting here arguing over, you know, is this the right guy at 26? Or This is, man, it's a whole new stinking world. Jeff, more realistic. The Browns stay at pick 26 or the Browns make all nine selections that they currently hold?
0: Ooh, that, that's a good question. Uh, I don't think they're going to make nine picks because I don't think there's nine roster spots open. So, and, I, I th- and they
1: are too smart to kick a draft pick for somebody to know they're just going to have to give away at the end of August.
0: Exactly. And I look at those picks at 89 and 91. And you can package those two together and move up into the bottom of the second round. And there's going to be teams that will be like, oh, you're giving me two picks for one um, that's not that far away? Yeah, give me that. So I absolutely mm-hmm. see them making a move with those two picks or, or possibly, you know, you throw in, you know, one of those two and a later pick to move up a little bit in that round. Yeah. I, I don't think they're making nine picks. I think they're making seven or eight. Um, and, and again, not all of those guys might make the team, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. 26. I, I think it's more likely that they move up than back, but Ooh, uh, that, we don't get a lot of that. No. Well, and again, because you have that extra draft capital, let's say, let's say you really want JC Horn. And he's there at 20. I'm just throwing numbers out there. 26 and 89 and maybe a third rounder next year gets you there. And you can do that. And that's a perfectly viable trade. Um, And that's getting you a player that you don't expect to get in that range. If if it's Aziz Ojulari from Georgia, one of the top edges in this class, and they really like him. Um, And again, this is just speculation on my part. But that that's the kind of move that they can make to move up, you know, 19, 20, 21, where they're packaging their first rounder and one of the later picks in this draft to get up there. Um, I, I can absolutely see that happening. Okay, now I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here. We did this,
1: we did a similar show a few days Uh-oh. before the 2020 NFL draft. Oh, no, 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 no. We're actually <laughs> going to reward you, but we're going to put you on the spot. I said, Jeff, give me a bold prediction for round one. And you said Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will go in on round one. By the hair of your chinny-chin-chin. Chin, he hey, I got it right. Overall. <laughs> you did get it overall. Just draft in general. You got a bold prediction.
0: Uh, uh, I think that Ray Sean Slater is going to come off the board before Panay Sewell. And w- it and seems it will-
1: that way. It t- certainly seems that way. It and does. It-
0: and it's going to be either at five or seven. And so the other team I cover is the Detroit Lions. They hold the number seven pick now. I absolutely believe that they would take either one of them, but I can also see them trading out of that spot and somebody moving up to get one there because I think I think most people now expect Carolina to take one of them at eight. And if you want to ensure that you get the other one, you need to get up to seven. So I can absolutely see something like that happening if Cincinnati doesn't take Sewell at, uh, or Slater, for that matter, at five. Um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with that. Very, very interesting. Now, all
1: right, and here's the other one then, obviously, since you kind of hit on it. Cincinnati, look, I understand being in the position to draft the top wide receiver in this class, but again, that does seem a little weird because it's a really, really nice group, and you did spend highly on wide receiver last year. Uh, You have Tyler Boyd, who's done some good things for you. How can the Bengals do anything other than, well, other than being the Bengals, not go (laughs) offensive tackle at five?
0: I understand the, the the desire to pair Ch- Jamar Chase with with Joe Burrow. They did special things at LSU. They have a chemistry that you cannot teach, and we've seen in Cleveland how important that is. But uh, uh, you, you, if Joe Burrow can't doesn't have time to throw, I don't understand. You know, the, the, I, I don't understand how much that helps them. Now this to, this is a very good offensive tackle class, and they can get a guy at the top of the second. You know, I don't think Christian Derusaw is going to be there, but there, there are some guys that, that are around, you know, that, that you like in that second round. Whether it's Dylan Radens or, or Tevin Jenkins, um, some people like uh, Samuel Cosme out of Texas. I'm not his biggest fan, but I, I get why people are appealing with him. Um, later on, guys like Brady and Spencer Brown. These, these are really good. These, these guys are NFL starters in my mind. Um, they're somewhat scheme specific, but I, I like their potential if 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 they feel like the the gap between wide receiver from the top tier to the second tier is greater than the the distance between offensive tackle you know that that first tier and the second tier i can see them justifying taking chase that way i personally wouldn't do it but i i understand their rationale anyways
1: wow Understanding maybe what the Cincinnati Bengals are doing. Maybe they're getting there. Maybe finally, slowly, slowly, slowly getting there. Maybe I need a drink this early in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I will give you – now this will be our last one here, Jeff. And I'm not going to say at 26. Who is the first selection the Cleveland Browns make in the 2021 NFL draft?
0: Right now I think it's Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle from Alabama. And I've justified Mm -hmm. this – in fact, I did it on Twitter just before we started recording this – uh, he is defensive tackle one. And when you are looking at it analytically, the 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 opportunity to get the best player at a position that you happen to need and happens to be a critical position in your defense, I, th- I think getting the number one defensive tackle speaks mm-hmm. better than getting the fifth cornerback or the fourth edge or the sixth wide receiver. I th- I think Andrew Barry thinks that way. I think Paul De Podesta thinks that way. So that that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I could be wildly wrong, um, and in, in some way, I hope I'm wrong because I'm not the biggest Barmore fan. Um, <laughs> I, I I I get his allure, but but dude takes dude takes too many weird plays, uh, and, and that, that scares me. Um, I do have faith in in the Browns coaching staff to fix that though. So I right now, as of you know, one week out, I think it's Christian Barmore
1: only thing and and you know I understand and you know everything and obviously the you know the thought you put behind it makes sense but this is where it's difficult for Christian Barmer well I mean good for Christian Barmer but difficult for anybody else in this draft there's nobody else that you're taking in the top 40 45 no. maybe the top 50 so it's yeah. you know so if you're one of these teams you know at 13 14 and you want to go defensive tackle and you need a starter it, it helps Christian Barmer certainly helps his draft stock, um, as Jeff mentioned, covering the Lions, Browns will face the Lions again this year. So, um, you know, hopefully, we can reflect. Uh, I remember that one. Deshaun Kaiser got licked up, came out, actually played his <laughs> heart of They lost, um, which was <laughs> nice though, because it secured zero sixteen, and it secured Baker Mayfield. Of course, he is Jeff Risden, CEO, managing editor, Browns Wire, Lions Wire. Uh, does great column week in week out for uh, Real GM. Make sure you're checking all that out. Make sure you were following Jeff Risden on Twitter. The show itself, Locked On Browns, follow-back account, DMs are open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, DMs are open. Ideas, thoughts, questions, show-related, Browns-related, football-related, you guys know you can always hit me up over there. The show, whether it is iTunes, whether it is Spotify, whether it is the brand new Odyssey app, make sure you are following Locked On Browns. Five-star ratings, written reviews, folks, seven days away. Um, We'll probably record every day leading into it. We have a lot of people that want to get on. I want to get a lot of people on, so we'll just continue to do that. We have some uh, first-time guests probably coming on the next day or two that we haven't had before, so that should be exciting. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.